and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and we are excited to um, be talking about healthy hair on this midweek podcast. This is something we get commonly, and we're going to more focus on not general alopecia, which is male pattern type baldness. We're going to more focus on um, healthy hair for men and women, especially because this is the question we get the most often from women when they start losing their hair and it can be hormone related. So I'm going to let Janet take over and give some tips on healthy hair. Um, first of all, I, I think that we all know as women that some of it is just what type of hair we have, whether it's coarse, fine, thick, um, or thin, but at the same time, there's things that we can do to maintain healthy hair, like Sean um, alluded to. And there are a few hormones that play a big role in how much hair we maintain or lose. And the first one that comes to mind is our thyroid. Um, if you're feeling cold and you're losing hair and like your nails are brittle, it's a, a symptom of too low a thyroid. So that's the first place that I would start. And especially after menopause, it's a place where we definitely need to watch where your thyroid function is. And that's really easy to do, just a straight blood test. But one of the, the um, falls or catches on this is most primary providers do not do the, the correct tests. A lot of times they'll just do a TSH, which has nothing really to do with how much thyroid's um, floating around in your bloodstream. So you want a free T3 and a free T4 level drawn from your blood and, and have somebody look at that that can, that can interpret the labs. Because if you're having symptoms and your labs fall in the normal range, they may not be optimal. So that is something that needs to be looked at. Um, the next one that I would say is super important. Well, actually, there are two. It's the balance of your estrogen and progesterone. If you're too much estrogen, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> if you have too much estrogen in the scale per your progesterone, then your hair can be off. And you'll see women that uh, we call it in in our field of hormones um, estrogen dominance. And really what happens is the hair starts falling out because there's too much estrogen. And you'll see that especially um, around the top of, of the front of the hair for women. And it could be, you know, everywhere. But that, that's a, a telltale sign that they don't have enough progesterone in balance with their estrogen. Um, sometimes it can be your testosterone levels. And I rarely see that, but that could be in the case of a, a, a lady or a young woman that has too high of testosterone. And I will say with testosterone, just to add to that, the times I've seen that hair loss is the worst with testosterone is usually when they're using testosterone pellets, right? Um, partly because the dose gets up there pretty high, the level gets up there pretty high and it stays up there. And our body does not produce testosterone in a consistent manner all day long. So that's right. one of the reasons I don't like pellets. So a lot of times when you see that thinning hair it is, um, and it's related to testosterone, it's because they're on a testosterone pellet, continuous delivery of testosterone. That's why one of the reasons, just one of the reasons I prefer cream over um, pellets or injections because um, you apply it in the morning and it follows a, the diurnal variation of how our bodies produce testosterone, mostly during the day and then less of it at night. So cream mimics that very, very well. 
So we can't forget about the important building blocks of hair also, and just the important inputs of our entire body. So Janet talked about thyroid, Janet talked about testosterone. I'm going to talk about cortisol. I have seen women that have lost their hair and it just gets thin. And there was a, you know, a stressful event in their life, you know, um, daughter died in a car wreck, something like that. And um, what happens is cortisol gets too high. And then your, which is your stress hormone. Cortisol is produced in our adrenal glands and to help us respond to stress. And if it's high all the time, then it's not good. And it creates a lot of catabolic effects in our body, including losing, losing the hair. And um, a lot of times you'll have a hard time sleeping. And of course, if you can't sleep, you can't build any kind of building block um, for your body. So uh, it's hard to build um, the building blocks for your hair when you're stressed out all the time, your cortisol is too high. So that's one of the issues. Now, one of the ways to lower cortisol is there are some supplements to help lower cortisol, but one of the most important things is to start sleeping. Mm-hmm. You need to follow sleep during sleep during the night and work during the day. So be up and active during the day and sleep at night. And if you're not sleeping at night, your cortisol levels could be out of balance. There's some other things that could cause that too. I, if you're having hot flashes or you have low progesterone, that can cause some sleep issues, which also could raise your cortisol. So that's why hormone balancing is so important when it comes to um, your sleep and your hair, of course. So I'm going to interrupt a little bit and, and build off of the sleep because I agree with him that sleep is super important because like he said, that is how we rebuild and repair our body. Um, the other place that's going to keep the cortisol and, and the body out of shape is too much sugar. And women eat carbs more than they will eat protein. And I'm not talking carnivore. I'm talking the fact that most of us as women will eat our fruits, vegetables, and carbs, potatoes, that kind of thing, well before we will eat our protein. And you need protein to rebuild your tissue. If you're not eating decent protein, that building block is not there in the nutritional side as well. And and think about what our hair is. Our hair is combined of mostly amino acids and amino acids make up proteins. So it doesn't matter what your hormone balance is. And if, even if that is optimal, if you're not getting the right input from your diet, Mm -hmm. then you're, you can't have healthy hair. So, and protein is super important. You, you can't eat too much protein. You, you literally cannot. Now, I would say if you're supplementing, you know, and you're drinking your protein, it can, you can add, if you're trying to lose weight, then you can add some extra calories that way. But if you're eating real food, i.e. chicken, steak, tuna, fish, and um, you know, it's going to be very difficult to eat too much protein. Right. So what I tell women probably almost every day is, you know, one of the the tricks is, is to eat your protein first. And if you don't believe me, talk to, talk to a surgeon because after a procedure or surgery, they will tell people that they need their protein. And the reason they need their protein is because you're rebuilding and you're trying to heal. So eat your protein first and have your other, you know, your carbs or your fresh food, not just from a box first and um, then I think you will have those building blocks you need. So when it comes to testing your hormones, Janet, what do you recommend for women? Well, all women should have their estrogen, their DHEA, 
their testosterone, progesterone tested, as well as thyroid. And we touched on thyroid. We need a free T3 and a free T4. And the other, we call it uh, a vitamin, but the other one that's really super important that I'd like to see is vitamin D. Um, because if your vitamin D is not um, optimal, your immune system is not optimal, as well as your bones. So um, those are things that should be on every hormone panel. I don't think I missed one, did I? Uh, no, maybe cortisol. Yeah, maybe cortisol. Yeah. You can sometimes throw cortisol in there. Yeah. Um, although a lot of times you can tell, well, with all hormones, but especially cortisol, you can tell when somebody's cortisol is too high if, yep. just by asking, you know, um, their symptoms. So if they're not sleeping during the day and um, or sleeping during the night and maybe fatigued during the day, then that could be a symptom of, of too high of cortisol. So let's talk about testosterone. You didn't mention, you, did you mention testosterone? I what did. about free testosterone? Yes, that's important too, because free testosterone is really the, the testosterone that we're seeing that's going to get to your tissue. So um, I like a free testosterone level drawn. And it's probably optimal for most people to probably do it earlier in the day versus later in the day, especially with your um, thyroid and your testosterone levels, because they are going to fall as the day goes. So Many times Sean and I will interpret labs and providers will be all upset because, you know, somebody's T3 is a little high in the morning, but it should be. Like we talked earlier about testosterone, there are hormones that just fall throughout the day that are natural. So your cortisol is going to fall throughout the day. Your testosterone level is going to fall throughout the day. Um, the uh, free T3 or the active thyroid is going to fall throughout the day, and we want them to. It's that diurnal rhythm that our body has. If they're not, there's something that's a So let's talk about, you know, we haven't mentioned on this podcast or today's episode, we've talked about a lot before, but you know, when we talk about testosterone, we typically associate in the general public, we associate testosterone with men, Um, but women have testosterone too. Will you hit on that? I will. I mean, I tell women this, that we actually are more sensitive to testosterone. So we need about a hundredfold less than men. And it is very important for rebuilding our tissue. Um, Testosterone has always been equated, I think, in the public as being a male hormone. And it's really both. Um, We need it to to maintain our lean muscle mass, but we also need it to rebuild tissue. So if if you're not rebuilding your muscle and your joints and, and your tissue... Um, then that breakdown continues to happen. So it's extremely important. Um, Atrophy is something that happens as we age. It's kind of a natural process, but it doesn't mean that we have to allow it to be so without intervening with exercise, sleep, diet, and balancing your hormones. Um, Another misnomer out there is, and, and this equates to men, is that men don't have estrogen. And that's not true. Actually, men have more estrogen than women. Their hormone levels are different than women. So that's why, you know, when people say, oh, it doesn't matter um, what sex you are. Well, it really does with hormones. So my estrogen level is actually going to be lower than Sean's. Um, we're just more sensitive and our body responds in a different manner. But if you don't have enough testosterone as women as you're aging, I think you're cutting yourself short because that repair in your body takes much longer and is not as fast as it could be. Now, just to reiterate that for all all you scientific geeks out there um, that are watching, um, it does depend on where a woman is at in her cycle, depending on if a man has more estradiol or progesterone. Or pregnant. Or, or, or pregnant, right, because right, the levels are going to be off the chart. So um, 
in general, the hormone that the only hormone that makes us different is testosterone, and men have more testosterone, and and that's about it. Now, women will have a lot more progesterone when in the luteal phase of their cycle and when they're pregnant. But um, other than that, that's the main hormone that separates us is testosterone. So, but women need it too. And Janet didn't mention it, although she must have just forgot because she knows how important it is. Is there is not a better bone building drug out there than testosterone. Period. And I'm just going to say this, and I, I, I just say this to educate people, and, and but make sure you do your own research. Any woman that has osteoporosis, any woman, and you're on one of those fancy drugs for osteoporosis, whether it be the biphosphonates like Fosamax or Actinel, um, Prolia, Forteo, they are not as good as building bone as testosterone, Period. There is not a better drug for building t- for building bone than testosterone. And it just happens to have a side effect of decreased depression, increased lean body mass, increased libido. Um, applied vaginally, it can have local effects of the vaginal tissue to prevent UTIs, to prevent urinary incontinence, um, to prevent vaginal atrophy, um, help to maintain lean body mass, help to burn fat, help to decrease insulin resistance. Um, need I go on? What if we had a drug like that? What we do is called testosterone. And it, it is a game changer for uh, men and women. Um, so don't forget about the testosterone. And if you go to a doctor and you ask them about testosterone, you're a woman and they have no clue what to do um, and they're ignorant about it, you need to go to somebody that specializes in hormones. And, and, and that's usually not an endocrinologist. Most endocrinologists in our areas they know about diabetes and that's about it. And I personally don't think they treat diabetes very well. They, they treat it with drugs instead of treating it with diet, which diabetes is a carbohydrate metabolism problem, whether it's type 2 or whether it's type 1. It has to be treated with diet, not just drugs. So since we kind of touched on drugs, there are some drugs out there that I feel that are not very helpful to maintaining good hair loss or, or maintaining good hair health. And um, one of the drugs that Sean and I talk about quite often with people is statins. Any drug that's lowering your cholesterol is going to affect your connective tissue. That's why the side effects of muscle ache and joint ache is so big in many people. Um, I've seen many people that, especially women that have had hair loss that stopped their statins and their hair came back. So if you are on a statin, just remember if your hair is thinning that that is that could be a culprit. And of course, there's other drugs out there that could be, but that's the main one that um, we see that can cause those side effects. Yeah, thanks for that reminder. I forgot about that one. And if you're on a statin to prevent uh, cardiovascular accidents, i.e. strokes and heart attacks, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do your own research. Um, if they work so well, if statins work so well to prevent cardiovascular accidents, then how come they've been out 35 years and uh, so many people are on them and they're great at lowering cholesterol, but yet cardiovascular disease is at an all-time high in America. Yet we have these great drugs called statins. I don't believe they work. I don't believe they work at all to prevent cardiovascular accidents at all. And if you look at the studies, it, it does show that. Um, so why would you want to take a drug that's going to lower your cholesterol, which would also lower your testosterone, which would also um, can also cause you know, muscle pain and weakness, like Janet said, joint pain and weakness, lose your hair. Um, cholesterol is important for our brain too. A lot more dementia going on since we started statins. Gee, is there, is there a, a correlation? 
Possibly. Um, our brain is very concentrated in cholesterol, so we need cholesterol in our brain and, and every cell in our body for that matter. What else do you have to say about healthy hair? Well, diet does play a role. We kind of touched on the proteins and, and um, since we we're talking about cholesterol, when we um, see patients that have really high uh, lipids or triglycerides, usually that means they're in an inflamed um, situation metabolically. And that's usually, that's usually by diet and lack of sleep perhaps. But keep in mind, um, you know, what we put in our bodies really does matter. So those nutrients that we are putting in aren't just calories and not just empty. So when we see people that have inflammation and their triglycerides are really high, it's really saying that um, you are not getting the nutrients you need and you're getting the wrong ones. So um, how I approach it a lot of times, again, as I touch on the protein for sure, get rid of the boxed and canned carbs or the processed foods. And also you could do things like um, adding fish oils. Fish oils are really healthy. Um, they help with increasing our good cholesterol and getting those lipids down, but they're also very good for um, our healing process of our skins. We need, we need the right fats or omegas in us to heal as well. So that's, that's an easy fix. Um, but don't buy the cheap ones. Don't go to Walmart and buy, you know, a, a cheap fish oil. They're usually rancid and not good. So spend some money and get a good quality one. We carry Earth Omega, but I know there's other fish oils out there that are good. So, Well, if it smells like fish, stinks like fish, it's probably rotten. Right. And it's not a good fish oil. It has to be a good, high-quality um, fish oil and processed appropriately in order to be um, the active ingredient, which is DHA and EPA. Um, those are the important things. Um I did want to mention on some other supplements too is, you know, there are healthy hair, nail, skin supplements, and um, I'm not, I'm not against them at all. I'm not against any supplements necessarily. I wouldn't say any supplement, but, but supplements are just that they're to supplement a good, healthy lifestyle already. So, you know, if you're not getting the right sleep and your cortisol is high and your thyroid is out of balance and, you know, you're eating like crap, taking a, a supplement for your hair and nails is just kind of wasting money. Um, I think the supplements are icing on the cake. You do the first things, yeah. you know, you do those important things first, diet, sleep, exercise, get your lifestyle involved or changed and maximized. And then you add um, a supplement. Yep, I agree. Um, what else can we talk about when it comes to hair, Janet? Um, our parting words. I, I think that, yeah, I know what my <laughs> lady would say that gives me my haircuts, my beautician. Um, it, she she probably would also say for women that, you know, it's the products that we are using too that can be a problem. So if if in question, talk to somebody that's qualified to, to take care of hair. If, if you're using products that are harmful to your hair, um, probably bleaching and things like that, and, and you're having some problem, talk to somebody that, that knows what they're doing because that could be an underlying problem because you'll see women that are coloring their hair, which I'm not opposed to at all. Um, that is, you know, something that people like to do, but there could be some products that you're using that could be damaging your hair. And that could be just a really easy fix, getting the right shampoo, conditioner, and the right product for um, your hair. Well, I think that about covers it for healthy hair. This is a question we get quite often. And so we thought we'd do a quick little podcast on it. 
Um, as always, we thank you listeners and viewers for tuning into Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We've had over, oh, I think 420, 440 episodes now. And, you know, we still do two episodes a week, one at 12.30 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time every Monday. And then our midweek podcast, which is every Thursday, 8 to 9 a.m. Uh, those times can change depending on our guest schedules and our, our travel schedule. Um, but our podcast is... Our goal of the podcast is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. Um, because as pharmacists, we can help educate patients. Um, but 24-7, you are with yourself. You have to take charge of your own health. And let me just tell you, um, as if you guys don't know now, you know, Jan and I are two pharmacists that don't believe in drugs to treat long-term disease. And that's a very, very powerful statement. Um, you know, it's, it's all about what you eat, how you move and, and your sleep and not necessarily in that order. Sleep is definitely the most important. So, um, we want to continue to do that, um, because we want, we want a healthy population and obesity, uh, metabolic disease is, is at an all time high in this country. And in our traditional medical system, it is not getting any better. When you look at people that access the traditional medical system, they get sicker. They don't get better. And it, it is just a sad state of affairs to walk into a traditional hospital or doctor's office and just see the sick patients that are so young. I mean, it's, it's just a sad state of affairs. It doesn't have to be that way. You can take charge of your own health. So that is what our goal is. So we thank you for listening. We thank you for watching. Um, we would appreciate it if you uh, share our podcast. We stream live on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, when YouTube's not censoring us. Um, so we'd appreciate it if you comment and share, and um, we appreciate you watching and listening. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you.